This is CJ Kinney for Esoterica, a short feature which delves into the realms of the extraordinary. And today, I am pleased to present guest contributor Dale Hipkin reading a selection from his book, The Kid's Last American Adventure, where the kid, who has cancer, and his friend take one last road trip. Dinner time finds us back at A.W. Shucks, indulging in their appetizing oysters and savory seafood paired with liberal libations. More Bloody Marys, more Hetty Guinness. A meal that marks the end of our seaside sojourn. Now I'm in bed, trying to sleep. But my mind is overfilled with images from the day. The beautiful beach, meeting place of land and sea. Meeting place, too, of beachgoers from hither and yon. Beachgoers, transient community converging at the shore to get away from it all. Seekers of seaside pleasures in the soft sand and refreshing air and inviting waters. And the aquarium, the wonderful aquarium, the perfect place to see the sea's incredible creatures up close and personal. Another world within arm's reach, a microcosm pointing to the larger whole, the great interlocking web of life. Microcosms, like Blake's grain of sand. Sand. My pals claim that a cubic foot of beach sand has a billion grains, which means that all of Carmel Beach has how many? Umpteen trillions. And those trillions are but a drop in Earth's bulging bucket, the total number of grains in the world's shores. A mind-blowing number, yet still dwarfed by the population of stars in the heavens. Heavens, it's too many for me, as Mark Twain was wont to say. But then... Who are we to think we could comprehend such numbers? Puny us, mere motes flying through space. Motes of stardust, as Joni says in Woodstock. Yes, ultimately, that's what we are. Collections of atoms born in stars. True of every living thing, of course. Man, shark, seaweed. All nature is stardust assembled in different ways. Each creation united by the same story. Birth. Life, death, and not just living things. Every mountain, every river, every island had its birth and will have its death. Indeed, there was a time when the earth was not. Then it was born, and at some unknown time, it will meet its fate, becoming one more barren rock spinning through space. A natural death, to be caused by a great inflation of our life-giving sun. The sun giveth, and the sun taketh away. And the sun itself is fated to finally die, like every other sun in the star-spangled sky. Atoms, though, never die. They move through us and become part of something else. Then something else again, on and on and on, perpetual reincarnation through eternity. And we're mere flashes in the pan. Here today, gone tomorrow, our lives but candles out with the merest puff. A cold view, perhaps. But views from a distance are like that, with their impersonal perspective. Perspective. It all comes down to how you look at things. Up close, our lives are everything. We're the very center of the cosmos, the turning point of the world. But pulling back, we shrink in size. From the top of a tall building, we're mere ants on the street. From a jumbo jet, we're not visible at all. 
and from the moon every man-made thing disappears from sight. The view from the moon, great gift of the lunar voyages, that distant look back at ourselves, earth a fragile ball floating in space. The realization that we're all passengers on a spaceship speeding around its endless elliptical raceway. Spaceship Earth, the good ship Earth. Yes, we're all on the same ship. We're all in the same boat. The only boat in the sea. Our one and only lifeboat. Our one and only home. You have been listening to guest contributor Dale Hipkin reading from his novel, The Kid's Last American Adventure. For Esoterica, this is C.J. Kinney. Thanks for listening. <laughs>